Hi there, welcome to episode 139 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. Um, and I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most spooky video game. <laughs> I couldn't do it. We're here to listen to the most. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> oh, how did Bella the Ghosty do it? Uh, anyway, following our annual Halloween tradition, Matt and I have once again gathered a selection of delightfully spooky music to get you into the witching spirit. Make your way to Halloween Town because the seventh annual spooky special starts now. To answer your question, Bella Lugosi, all his acting was in his eyes. Oh. And that's that, the that problem. makes for a terrible. It's, it's a podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, it makes for a terrible podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Drat. <sighs> well here we are we are yes, it's, it's the, the day that this comes out will actually be halloween but for us it is still uh, a little more than a week away and um you know it's it's starting to get a little chilly outside finally yep uh, it was Thankfully. a little little toasty out yesterday but it's mm-hmm. we haven't broken 80 degrees and that makes me happy yeah mm. i agree so uh, our annual tradition continues, where we uh, we we pick a bunch of uh, spooky video game music. There was a couple that I picked that mm-hmm. that that were just like I was looking at my list earlier in the year, and I thought, "How the heck have we not done these yet?" <laughs> just it's just it, as as we we know as we progress as we continue, we just know that there's tons and tons of great music and great games out there that like, and and then of course you know they don't stop making them. Nah, so true. more good stuff comes out, and we're like, oh, uh, we got to do this, but oh, but this can't, oh, <laughs> you know, like we, we talk about our proverbial, it's on the list to play, like that list gets yeah. longer and longer every minute, so. Goodness gracious, does it ever. Well, yeah. we had, most of this list is actually filled out by our listeners. We had a, a, a wonderful stack of selections from folks mm-hmm. in the uh, the Discord chat. And uh, a lot of the stuff I've never heard before, so it's going to be a lot of fun. They they mm-hmm. come highly recommended. Even one of them is a game I've never heard of before. Just mm. total total news to me. So, <laughs> are you ready to get started? Because I sure am. Hell yeah! All right. Well, first up was a recommendation. It was actually a joking recommendation by Bedroth, yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Let's go with it," uh, because it's pretty cool. This is. Uh, as he said, uh, Danny Elfman, by way of Yoko Shimomura, we're going to listen to Halloween Town from Kingdom Hearts, uh, which is basically the video game PlayStation 2 rendition of the This Is Halloween song from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and give it a whirl. Here is This Is Halloween from Kingdom Hearts. Enjoy.
Well, this sure is Halloween. That song put me right in the Christmas spirit. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, look, look, I'm one of the people in this world that only... I think this movie's fine. <laughs> um, I know most people in the world think this movie is, like, one of the best ever made. Uh, just... Oh my god, Nightmare Before Christmas is amazing! I, I like it. I, I just don't flip out over it. But this is a... It's a pretty memorable tune, and I like how they turned it into an instrumental for for uh, background music in the in the video game because it, it still plays that memorable uh, melody, except it changes it all into you know big big thumping strings instead of uh, you know people singing about it being Halloween Town. But I liked it. <laughs> um, I I don't like anything with fanatical fervor. I just I'm not. <laughs> I'm not designed that way. But you like me. Um, yeah. However, <laughs> I really do enjoy The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, I've never played any of the Kingdom Hearts. It's just never really appealed to me. The kind of crossover of, of all those IPs coming together just kind of makes my head hurt. But um, I know there's a lot of people that are fanatical about that, and there are a lot of people that are fanatical about The Nightmare Before Christmas. I would like to go on the record as a hipster, uh, as an old man, as, uh, as Matt from The Wave Back, and say... I'm probably one of the only few people in this world that has actually seen The Nightmare Before Christmas. When it came out in theaters, there I was, like, seventh row with two of my friends eating Burger King because we were just those guys. Um, I was a huge fan. Of, I mean, I still am a huge fan of stop-motion animation. There's so much that goes into it. I'm so, like, um, uh, I have such reverence for the art form. But uh, anyway, that before you move on, I think it's funny. I was also in the theater. I saw this in theater the weekend it came out, and I'm Boom. a huge fan of stop motion. And that was, I I really loved the movie the first time I saw it because mm-hmm. I, it's just such a gorgeous stop motion movie. You know, of course, like it's, it's so amazing that's, to look at. I think that's what's flawless about the film is that it just looks so gorgeous and everything looks so effortless like that's where i see like i'm a i'm a production person like i love the behind the scenes stuff like i love a movie and i think it's fantastic but i want to know what goes into some of this stuff you know you think of inception and the and the rotating uh hallway scene um you know the 2001 space odyssey the rotating space station where he's running you know like all that stuff i love that stuff that's the part where i get obsessive i want to know everything how would you guys do to make that um this track is absolutely everything that the the its you know namesake is from that soundtrack. That's another thing too. I I, I enjoy musicals. I'm not the hugest fan. I, what I like, I really love, and everything else is kind of the chaff. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas is essentially a musical. I mean, it, I mean it is. I don't know why I said essentially. And that soundtrack is fantastic. Some really great, memorable songs. This one. I think I had an obsession with for like a year or so, and I was like, man, when I when I start a band, we're going to cover this, and then, you know, a bunch of years later, Marilyn Manson did it, and just, ugh, anyway. Um, so, Manson yes. covered this? I had no idea. Yeah, they did, um... That sounds they did, horrible. It, <laughs> give it a listen. You will not change your tune. Um, <laughs> then I will take your word for it. Yeah, they did two records where um, they had bands come and redo some of the stuff, like Fall Out Boy... What is the what's this? Uh, Rise Against did um, I forget what? So you know, and, and then Manson did this is Halloween and stuff. Obviously, like ooh, Marilyn Manson. All right, I'm getting on a soapbox. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, I'm so, I have I have a lot of energy 
that is not necessarily good energy. So I'm going to do my best to, to sidestep it and just have fun for the Halloween episode. Uh, love this song. Uh, I, I like, I like you said, they, they made a great instrumental out of it. Um, there's, you know, there's a part of me that wanted to hear the whole thing, but I know it's a video game and they have to loop it. So, yeah. you know, you catch the loop, but it works. It definitely just works. It's, a, I mean, like Danny Elfman is freaking Danny Elfman. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that guy's just as prolific as, you know, Hans Zimmer and John Williams and so on and so forth. I don't care. They all sit in the same pantheon for me. Great track. Uh, great pick. Great way to start the show. Great way to start the season. Yeah, I, uh, I I couldn't pass up the opportunity to do this because uh, I agree with all, all, every point you made about there, including when you said, ooh, Marilyn Manson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, I was a huge Marilyn Manson fan the first two, maybe three records. <laughs> After that, it, I started to grow up and he didn't. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a, this is a, a, an excellent way to, to kick things off because, you know, this is this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Okay, so next up, we're going to move on to my first pick of the evening, and I just couldn't believe we hadn't done this, and I guess the theory was that we had probably done the game itself relatively close to the Halloween special or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I just had to pick one of my favorite, like, genuinely spooky songs, Area 4 from Blaster Master. It was originally composed Mm. by Naoki Kodaka. This This is the stage that has that creepy, like, frog monster groan in it. Uh, it's just a really, really good, eerie tune, uh, and uh, well, I love it because I love everything Blaster Master pretty much. So, let's give it a listen. Here's Area Four from Blaster Master. Enjoy. Master, I love. I don't know what that creepy little noise is, but they uh, they used it so perfectly in this game. The little groan thing. It also happened whenever you got a game over. They play the game over music, and it would always end in that sound too. Man, I love Blaster Master. Uh, oh uh, yeah, it's it's a fun uh, oldie but goodie. The um, I, I dig this one because it's got your quintessential like. Um, spooky music you know something mm-hmm. you might hear in uh, the nightmare on elm street per se or you know night um excuse me friday 13th you know the quintessential horror stuff yeah but then again you know you play games where there's a haunted mansion or there's ghosts abound you get that kind of tonal quality to it but what i really appreciate is the the way it 
uh, descends, it slows down into that. It's oh, yeah. really, really cool. You don't see a lot of that, you know, I think early on. No, like yeah. Game, when Games with, just went straight forward. I spe- yeah, especially NES stuff. You know, changing tempo like that, just kind of slowing it down. And not even just... You'd get like joke every now and then something would change tempo for a while. This is just like to just add one specific effect mm-hmm. where it just kind of drones out and then just kicks enough. Right, just enough, then kicks right back in. It's a, it's such a cool effect. I just love it. Just yeah. love it. Fantastic. Naoki Kodaka, master of the NES. Okay, what let's you see. say he was the blaster master. Oh, of the NES? oh, 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 there it is. I'm sorry, everybody. I apologize. In <laughs> Got him. Nailed it. <laughs> I told you, I'm in a weird mood. Maybe it's the Halloween spirit. Maybe it's the fact that my mom here came here and chewed my ear off for 30 minutes. I don't know. Sounds delicious. Uh, <laughs> Either way, we're on a roll. <sighs> I'm hungry. Anyway. Uh, mm, yeah, right? Right. It's lunchtime. I could totally go for like a sand- good sandwich. You said a roll, and I'm thinking... Yeah, I made spaghetti sauce last week. Uh-huh. Got plenty of meatballs upstairs. Oh. Make a nice big meatball sandwich for lunch. That would be delicious. Look at you. Anyway, uh, next up, <laughs> <laughs> requested to, uh, requested by Matt Flamger, a song yeah. called Indoctrination, The Tower, from a game called Iconoclasts. I have heard of this game. I don't yes. know anything at all about it. Nope. Uh, cool. All right, so we're both going into this completely blind, right? Yep. All right. That's my usual mo. <laughs> you and my this might be new territory, so I don't I don't know. <laughs> well, let's give it a listen and see how Matt did. Other Matt, not you. You did you did great. You always do. Oh, thank you, buddy. <laughs> ah, you're welcome. All right, here is indoctrination. The tower by Joachim Sandberg from Iconoclasts. Enjoy.
Well, that was Indoctrination the Tower from Iconoclast by Joachim Sandberg, and I thought that was really freaking good. I was, um, while we were listening to it, watching some kind of uh, playthroughs and stuff. It's a gorgeous game. It's uh, really colorful, really pretty. It looks like a lot of, um, what do you call it, like platforming kind of puzzling. It looks a lot of fun. That is was a 3D, really good track. 2D? What kind of, what kind of game is oh, it? Oh, uh, 2D, 2D side-scrolling platformer. Um, there's elements now. I, I'm, I'm just going on what I saw. There looks like there's kind of elements of like the Lost Vikings where um, you oh, have boy. a second player or, sec- or rather a second character that you swap off to and they have certain abilities, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, what's the word, um, complement your abilities. So there looks, there looks to be like um, some areas where you're puzzling and you do one half of the puzzle and then you swap off or there looked like a boss fight, I think it was, and you swap off to the other character who then does... The other half of the fighting and and so on and so forth and, and you work together to um you know complete tasks and stuff but it looks a lot of fun uh if the soundtrack if the rest of the soundtrack is anything like that i i think i think it might be something we need to look into just musically period it, it's a it looks like a fun game though i am um, i think i was watching a review for the switch so it exists on switch and uh steam definitely but uh that was a really really good track um not nece- in my opinion, just my opinion, not necessarily as spooky as some other things we've played, but I think because of the instrumentation, the the heavy reverb piano, mm-hmm. and like the sparseness of its playing. It's, uh, it's more eerie than spooky. Yes. Which, I mean, give me eerie, give me spooky, give me ambient, give me scary, I don't <clears throat> care. It's it, it's October, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> definitely it fits the theme that yeah, we're yeah. going for like no, yeah, no question but oh boy uh, beautiful beautiful piece of music yeah re- really really enjoyed that one uh definitely gonna have to look into i've heard the name i know i've i've heard the name and i know i've i've, I've probably at least seen it about uh in in the world i'm sure if i look it up i'm gonna be like oh i've seen screenshots of this before but um just never really gotten around to playing it but the uh, yeah if this this song is any indication of the rest of the soundtrack then uh yeah, this might just be really well worth uh, our time to investigate further. Yes, sir. And I'm always looking for games for the Switch because uh, I feel as though I don't give it enough love as my Xbox. So, mm. Well, there was new DLC for Horizon Chase Turbo. so I know, I saw, but I've got Dread right now. so. <laughs> oh, true, true. Yay. <laughs> We'll get to that later. Yes, we will. First up is a game that uh, this was your first pick of the the, the night, and this is yes, one sir. that I should absolutely play, and I have not gotten around to it yet. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the track we're about to hear? Uh, so the track's called Death and I, and you can't get any more metal than that. I'm just kidding. Uh, you can't get any more Halloween than that. It comes from the game Hades, which uh, was, for me, available free to play on uh, Game Pass. And I'd seen... I loved the cover artwork. I loved the style of it. And then I had seen a couple screenshots and some other artwork from the game, and I thought, this is really great. So when it became available, I was like, I have to play this. And I I think I played through it once, and I was like, eh, it's okay. And then I played through it again, and I was like, oh. Oh, I see what's going on here. So if you're familiar with games like Dead Cell, or Dead yeah. Cells, you... You fight through the game, and when you die, you go all the way back to the beginning. You lose every every power-up you had, but you get things to upgrade, and those stay permanent. So 
this game is a lot like that. It's a isometric, you know, three quarters perspective. Uh, you play the son of Hades, and you are attempting to fight your way out of uh, Tartaros or Tartaros or however you say it, the underworld. Uh, if you love Greek mythology, it's all in there. Achilles is there, or Hermes is there. The gods of Olympus give you power ups. It's a freaking great game. There's like six different weapons you pick and choose from and upgrade. There's so many things to. And here's the best part every time you die and you go back, the story continues, it doesn't repeat itself. So every time you interact with someone, like for example, let's say you you play through it the first time, you talk to your father Hades, and he's like, well, you know, why are you trying to escape? It's inevitable that you'll always end up here. And you're like, you'll see. So you come back, and he's like, oh, how's the escape going? <laughs> and you know, it's a lot of that, and it's, I think it's absolutely excellent. And so I think to get the full storyline, you have to you have to really plunk in a lot of hours. And uh, the only reason I stopped was because Dread came out, and. Uh, I, I'm, I'm like aching to get back to it um, those of you who are playing on um, Switch or PC you can actually port over your um, uh, uh, what do you call your it your save data yes thank you your, um, yes. There's, a, there's a specific word I want to say and I can't freaking think of it but you can go back and forth but those of us on Playstation and Xbox can't do it so I was really about to pick I, they, they announced it I was about to pick it up on Switch like great I put in like I don't know, like 40 hours on it. I'm just going to move it over. Nope, sorry. Got to start from the beginning. So I was like, well, guess not. <laughs> um, so let me stop gushing about this game. This track, uh, you, it's short. It's very short, but I think it's gorgeous. Every every piece of music in this game is gorgeous, and I, I might say that we have to do an episode down the line. I, I love a lot of this music, but this particular piece, you... Um, you encounter death uh whose greek name i'm absolutely drawing a blank on but he you know he's an ally and um the this little track uh this little track plays and i love it and i hope you do too and we're gonna give it a listen it's called death and i enjoy was death and i by darren korb from hades and uh well you're right it was indeed short <laughs> uh thanatos and actually i think i misspoke i uh i believe this music actually plays when you do die so there's a little death screen music there and i'm gonna tell you every time i died it is frustrating <laughs> because like i think the level portions of the game are actually fairly straightforward and easy uh what I like about it is you navigate them as you feel you see fit. You go into a room. There's two ways to leave the room, but each room you go into next offers you either some kind of power up from the gods. You might run into Chiron, who is a shopkeeper, um, or you know ancillary characters like uh, like Sisyphus and stuff, and they they offer you power ups too. So you just keep progressing, but the bosses can be frustrating. Hmm. Uh, but I think that's why I keep coming back because I'm 
I'm a determined little SOB when I play these games. So, <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, it's a everything I everything I've seen or heard about this game has been like just just left of center of the kind of stuff that I'm interested in. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely got a Wow, it's though it's like got a lot of roguelike elements to it, and every, yeah. every time I read about it, it's like I don't know, man. This yep, doesn't I'm, seem like I'd really like it. But then everyone I, I talk to is like, <laughs> no, this you would, you should try this. Just like Dead Cells, which I also bought but haven't tried yet because I'm a sucker. I love, I love Dead Cells, but but I'm gonna say I'm gonna agree with everyone. Like, and I'm gonna agree with you. I'm not a huge roguelite fan. Um, there's there's elements that on paper I don't care for about this game. But it really all just comes together so well. And I'm you want to talk about being a sucker. I'm a sucker for Greek mythology. I love it so much. And then the fact that this game is just like Greek mythology from start to finish is just fantastic. The voice acting, is, I think, is gorgeous. The game itself, I love the art direction. I love the art direction. When you fight the Hydra monster, oh, it's the Hydra monster, which I'm sure you've seen. It's the skeletal hydra snakeish monster mm-hmm. that's the thing that i was like i need to play this game because i want to see this i know it's art i know it's a drawing but i want to see what the, how they put it out in the game and not disappointed one bit it's one of my favorite boss fights okay yep well it is a uh, it is on the list of things to do I'm, yep uh, that ever-growing list of things to do <laughs> yes indeed i finished dread and now i'm working on uh i'm working on finishing off uh axiom verge 2 which i Mm. That's what I was in the middle of when Dread came out. Mm-hmm. And, of course, like I mentioned, the DLC for Horizon Chase Turbo came out, so I wanted to mm-hmm. spend a little bit of time with that. And, well, you know. Here we that, are. That's neither here nor there. We're talking about <laughs> Halloween stuff. Uh, so let's move on to our next track, yes, uh, which is... Oh, this is a, this was a great one. This was also recommended by Bedroth. Uh, we are talking about Nightmare King from Hollow Knight to the Grim Troop by Christopher Lark- Larkin. Uh, I loved Hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. Hollow Knight's a fantastic game. It's got fantastic music, and this was an excellent choice. So, uh, in case you haven't heard it before, you're about to uh, enjoy yourself some nice, good, uh, spooky music. Here is Nightmare King from Hollow Knight The Grim Troop. Enjoy.
like, so, yeah, go go yeah. <laughs> the I mean, we we'll just get this out of the way. That is an adequate track. No, no, it's a it's a fantastic track. It, it was is so fine. <laughs> it no, was, it was. You know, it was good. I guess. No, it's a fantastic track. Let's, we we both, you and I both yeah, know that. The but, listeners know that. Yeah. Right. For me, the only thing I could think of, and and I don't mean this to even be like a diss or anything. This is like Halloween via Trans-Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> if there was like a Halloween version of Trans-Siberian Orchestra, whatever that is, this is the stuff they would make. And on like live, you would blow your head off. Like they would absolutely rock. Now I want to make this happen. Like I need a band that's like Trans-Siberian Orchestra <laughs> because people are obsessed with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I have a, uh, an old neighbor who like she would go with her mom every year, every year, right? And I'm not a Christmas person. Sorry to those of you who are. I'm not big on... I, I absolutely despise Christmas music, actually. Um, but if someone... <laughs> You're really setting ch- yourself up for our Christ- for our holiday special this year. I know. I'm going to inundate I, you with 8-bit Christmas songs. <laughs> oh, there's some charm to it. But, like, really, like, Christmas carols and things like that. Like, you know what it is? It's, we'll, we'll talk about it then. Anyway, if there was a Trans-Siberian Orchestra that did Halloween music or a Trans-Siberian Orchestra that was Halloween-themed, like, this is it. And I know that there's there's definitely metal bands out there that do this kind of epic, you know, rock and, and epic kind of death metal stuff, too. So if anybody wants to shoot me a message on our Waveback Discord channel, that'd be amazing. I read all the messages you tag me, and I appreciate every single one of you, and I will listen to things that you send me because I love listening to new stuff. That being said, Chris, take it away. Uh, well, um, what can I say that hasn't already been said? Yeah, I, you're you're definitely right about the whole Trans Siberian Orchestra thing, which is really cool. It never even occurred to me, but it's 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 and it's, again, not in a negative way. No, of course, it's very boss music. Trans Siberian Orchestra mm-hmm. cracked me up because I literally know no other music than that one. Carol of the Bells version. That yes, That's <laughs> it's like it. their biggest. Yeah, it's the biggest piece. Yeah, it's the only thing I, I didn't know even know they did other things. But I mean, I guess they, they must. They, do. You, you don't assemble they, an orchestra for one song. So. No, they do a, a full tour with like lighting and staging effects, and they make it snow. They play like small arenas. They're a big deal for a lot of people. Goodness I am not one of them. <laughs> yeah, but well, anyway, yeah. Anyway, um, now no, this was a. Uh, I'm assuming this is boss music. I don't know if I got to this segment because this is listed as from Gods and Nightmares, which must have been some sort of expansion. I don't even know what flavor of Hollow Knight I truly played. It's just the one on Switch that's called Hollow Knight because I know that they've at over the years that this had been out before it came to Switch. They add lots of different DLC and stuff to it. So um, this song doesn't sound overly familiar to me, but it's ridiculously awesome. So uh, I don't—I don't really know what else to say about it. I just loved every moment of it. It was—it was super fun, super loud, super <laughs> bossy, super rocking. Yeah, super docking. Ooh. Anyway, Wolverine's kid. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> let's keep this. Let's let's keep this Halloween train moving. And move on to our next request, which comes by way of Duroc Pig over on Discord. This is from a game called Night in the Woods, which is also something I've heard of, but I know absolutely nothing about. And this specific version of the song is called Astral Coal Town Buildup. 
uh, the was composed by Alec Holo, Holoka. Um, so apparently this specific version was requested because of the way, like, when I first looked up this game's soundtrack, I found the name of this, I found this song, and then I clicked on it, and I said, well, this one doesn't say build-up. Let me click on the version that he linked to in the Discord, and it did definitely have a very different, certainly there was, it was a longer track and it had a different feel. It's like, okay, this is actually a different animal, so we're going to go ahead and listen to that. Apparently, the build-up is what really makes this piece, like I said, I only listened to a couple of seconds just to make sure I had the right tracks, so I'm going into this mostly blind. Uh, and I'm kind of excited about it. So let's listen to Astral Coal Town. It's a little bit of a longer one, but uh, I, I feel it'll be worth it. Enjoy.
Well, that was some uh, that was some genuine Halloweeny music right there. That hit all the the what's the the flavor I'm thinking about? You know, it's got that what's the word baritone sax going on, like the really deep saxophone, the little kind of factory-ish things going on in the background. It's kind of just sound a little spooky and there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in that track that uh, has been used for other things. Like one of the first things I think of is steampunk. Another thing I think of is like burlesque. Um, I think of like klezma music to some extent. Um, uh, uh, tiny elements of zydeco. Like there's a lot. There's a lot going on in that track. But holy crow, holy crow! I think like I just I just made up a new animal. Everyone, it's a cow. Crap, raven, yeah, emphasis on between crap. a cow and a crow, cow and a crow, holy crow. Anyway, yeah, yes. that was that was really great, and I agree yes. with the uh, the whole build up thing. How it just kept getting a little bit more manic mm-hmm. as it went on, and it was mm-hmm. you know it was very it it wasn't off kilter, but it had that very loose you know just barely holding together feel to it, like very jug band kind of thing going on there. It's very yeah. I, I loved that one. That was awesome. Uh, oh, oh my god! It's it's in my quirky sensibilities. Like, like yeah, you know, I'll talk about like really loving industrial and heavy metal and things like that. But I also listen to hip hop and rap and you know, singer songwriters, folk music, blah blah blah. But I have this side of me that really enjoys this kind of left of center um, musicality and like that that exists in this song. And it instantaneously reminded me of this band that, like, no one's ever heard of just because, and and I'm not being a hipster now, no one's ever heard of them. And uh, I don't know how the hell I stumbled upon them, but when I did, I tried to devour everything that they made, and it was only one record. And then I own the record, and I've forgotten about them. This song reignited me to look them up, and I found out that they put out another record. So now, as we're sitting here recording, I'm hunting this thing down. Now, I will buy, I will buy this record i'll pay 40 dollars for a cd for it because i love this band so much the band is called rattling bone mm. uh singular r-a-t-t-l-i-n apostrophe bone b-o-n-e the singer's australian the the band is such an odd mix um if anybody wants to look them up after this the song is called uh, i'm coming home no, no excuse me i'm going home and that song is so much like this song that I'm like I, I'm over the moon about it. I was looking at bits of the game while we were listening to this, and uh, I, I know exactly what game this is. I've passed it up because I felt like uh, maybe the, the art style is gorgeous, like it's very indie children's book, you know, kind of cool. Like if I had kids, I'd totally probably grab this and read it because all the main characters are animals, like a fox and uh, an owl and a cat and things like that, and it's done in a very cool style. Um, I had no idea like this hidden gem was in this game. So now, of course, I have, I'm going like, okay, well, gotta go play that. It's on Game Pass as we speak. I'm totally <laughs> gonna check it out. So it's it looks like a very interesting game, and again, a 2D side-scrolling kind of thing. It, it's got a, it looks like it's got a lot of character. There's no um, there's no voice tracks, but there's dialogue bubbles. And what I was reading because it was a quick, it was like a trailer for the game. What I was reading is it it feels very um very fun humorous there's a lot of humor to it definitely so yeah it does have a have a degree of, of fun soundingness to it what's the um i have a, a friend who's in a band that does <clears throat> not entirely 
dissimilar music. Maybe not as spot on as what you were talking about, but it's mm-hmm. uh, uh, they're called This Way to Egress. This Way to Egress or This Way to The Egress. I don't remember, but uh, they're a lot of fun. My friend plays tuba in the band, so. <laughs> nice. Good times. But yeah, this was an excellent pick. Thank you very much, Duroc Pig. Okay, Mr. Matt, it's time yes, for sir. your next pick. Tell us about uh, it. I already forgot what it was. Um, it's a game about people that have really thick necks. <laughs> Sorry, I had to double check. I appreciate you highlighting that for me. <laughs> All right. So, you know, for years I've always thought about this game franchise because it is a franchise. I have always loved the music and I thought one of the best parts about this franchise is the music but a lot of the music can be ambient um, and I felt like maybe that's not the best idea for an episode but (sighs) the Halloween episode came along and I was like this is a perfect track for this. The franchise is Gears of War and nothing I think in modern gaming has ever grabbed me as hard as Gears of War did the entire universe. Like, it's to the point where I was reading the supplementary books that were in between the video games, like, devouring them. I love this universe so much. I, you know, everything, just, they're, everybody's so cool. They're just these big, beefy people, and they're in these big, beefy armored, and the gun's got a chainsaw on it. Like, come on! Um... Yeah, man. So this track is called uh, Entering the Tombs from Gears of War 1. Ah, I gotta be honest with you. I'm not 100% positive where it exists in the game. My guess is it might be uh, the very, very beginning when Marcus Phoenix, the main character, or the main character for the first three uh, games, um, is uh, released from prison because the... um, the locusts are like invading and and have torn through the place and he kind of got forgotten and he manages to escape um yeah uh enter the tombs gears of war so it's another it's another short one but i think it's effective enough so enjoy I mean, it sets the tone for the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't mean that in a bad way, but... No, no, of course, of course not. That the, certainly um, was not designed to elicit smiles. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're me, it might. <laughs> but I'm I'm also a little weird. Um, 
one of the things I will say about that track, because I, I recognize like, it, you know, it's not necessarily music, but it's also not necessarily ambient, is that it's this weird cross between music and ambience. Mm-hmm. But it's to me personally, it's something I think someone would find and put on a soundtrack for a haunted house. So like as you're walking through a haunted house, you know, you get the cheap jump scares. You would hear that and there's someone going, yeah, it's Gears of War. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's when you jump out at them. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, you got it! And you're like, ah! Um, yeah. But that's that's just the weird fantasy I build in my head. Um, so that being said, I, I just... It was a good opportunity to kind of slip one in there from the, the Gears of War universe. But I also thought, like, this is a good... Uh, you know, throw it, throw it to the the haunted houses. Because I mean, like, you know, everybody has different ideas of what's scary. You know, scary to some, it's not scary to others. And I feel like uh, the the Halloween season is very multifaceted. You know, uh, oh like yeah, looking- for sure. You got everything from you know Doom to the Monster Mash, and they all they're all Halloween, but they're all so different from each other. <laughs> I love that juxtaposition too. By the way, <laughs> now I kind of want to hear a Doom version of the Monster Mash, and then the I kind of want to play of the Doom, Doom theme to the Monster Mash. <laughs> I mean, we can make that happen. <laughs> I'm sure there's a mod out there for that. If uh, if someone's very intrepid, one of our <laughs> intrepid listeners, you know, please link us. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the Halloween season is is very is, it's multifaceted. There's a lot of levels to it. Some there's some people who appreciate just kind of a Disney level of Halloween, the fun. And then there's some people who want nothing but buckets of blood and gore. You know, so I, I felt yeah, there's, there's a place for this. Most certainly, and it was very it was very well done. It was um, it I could see myself playing this game and remembering this more than other ambient bits because I did play a little bit of Gears of War um, mm-hmm. I, the only reason I stopped was because I was absolutely terrible at it um, and I'm sure <laughs> if I try it again now I still have it I actually have the first three games I continued to buy them because I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this because I was so impressed with the, the visuals of this game mm-hmm. and just like you the, the, the chainsaw gun I remember playing it and using that like for the first time, just like kind of sawing at somebody. Like, okay, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is exactly what I need. <laughs> I am into this. Uh, I'm, I was always put off by just how thick dude's neck was. Like, <laughs> Marcus Phoenix was just like, I mean, what does he look like underneath that armor? Like, because oh, if just... you got far enough into the game, you actually, if uh, in episode three, you you see him without his armor. I'm imagining like this head and this neck and then like skinny Steve Rogers from Captain America. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. He is he is Dave Batista like Brock Lesnar, you know. <laughs> he is a, a a giant walking slab of beef. And then like I saw I remember there was like a woman who walked out of a helicopter that was like normal human proportions and I was like, "Oh my god." This, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something Anya. wrong here. There's nothing. Yeah. There, there is a there real is. disconnect between point A and point B. These are not the same species, but you know, <laughs> it's it, it, it's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, I'll just give me my chainsaw gun and let me get back to business. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> but now this is this is a cool piece. Thanks for thanks for bringing it to my attention. Yeah. Okay. Next up is a uh, yet another request from Bedroth. You, you did a good. You did good work for us, Bedroth. You haven't led us astray so far, so this one here is from, hmm, this is from a game called Rusty, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've never heard of this before. Absolutely okay. no clue what this is. It's for the, was it PC, not PC-88, PC-99, PC-89? Well, let me, let me go back to the chat. I forgot to actually write that down. Let's see. Wave back. Uh, PC-98. PC-98. Um, mm-hmm. Completely unfamiliar with this. No, no yeah. clue. This, the track is called Silent Cemetery slash Hidden Crypt. From a game called Rusty, it was composed by Masahiro Kajahara, Kenichi Arakawa, and Ryu Takami. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Let's give it a whirl, huh? Here's Silent yeah. Cemetery. Enjoy. song was awesome absolutely that was so cool uh i watched a little gameplay video same <clears throat> so this game seems to be uh what if castlevania starred a scantily clad anime babe with green hair with green hair um uh yeah i don't know man i don't know how i feel about this game but i certainly think this music sounds amazing I like a lot of the um, the in between stuff, like the uh, the intro for the game. The artwork mm-hmm. is uh, anime uh, inspired, if not anime entirely. Uh, that's great. Um, the game itself, you know, I mean, it's it's very indicative of its time. Yeah, but it, it looks, but even looks still, neat. looks good. Yeah, it's got that very like PC from this era 
choppiness to it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like very yeah, like the character's very stiff. It doesn't animate very smoothly. The screen doesn't scroll very smoothly, which was no. I believe <laughs> a, an issue with a lot of PCs at this time, which is one of the things that consoles did um, better than PCs, I think, at the time was scrolling was one of the things mm -hmm. that console a lot of consoles had been designed for. Mm -hmm. um, but either way, um, the game certainly looks interesting, and it's got the state. The stages it seem like they get a lot more open than they do in like a traditional Castlevania. Like it starts mm -hmm. off very you know side scrolly Castlevania, and then it seems to, to open up a lot. It's a really interesting looking game. Um, but you know, regardless of the inter interesting looking game, the music was freaking cool, man. Oh, absolutely! That was a great song. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I liked all the weird little sound effects they threw in there. Mm -hmm. I love this. This very you know you know PC music from this era, like the instrument choices are so very much this this time. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> this was yeah. released in 1993. Um, mm -hmm. It was uh, uh, just real quick. Gears of War, composed by Kevin Reeple. Yes. That how to say? I don't remember if we actually said that, but regardless, we didn't. But yeah. Back to back to this one. Yeah, cool, cool, uh, cool pick, Bedroth. I yeah, appreciate. Never that. would have even and never heard of this in my life. I was never a PC guy, and I still kind of am not. Like I, I'm a console person, and I'll, I think I'll always will be. But there was a lot of great stuff that got released on the PC, and because of that, I I missed out on it. Uh, this I, I'm curious about the rest of the soundtrack, honestly. Me too. I am. I definitely want to want to look into this a little bit. It's a. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It's this. It's it's very interesting. I know there is a bottomless bottomless well of PC game software out there. Oh that I've my, never touched, yeah. Because you know, I've also mm -hmm. always been more of a more of a console guy. You know, I have played my share of PC games, but sure. Yeah, Doom, Monkey Island, etc. But most of most of the time, I'd prefer to, to be on consoles. But mm -hmm. this is a, this is this is a fascinating one, and I love that. Uh, I I just love that this was brought to my attention. Way to, way to go! A hundred percent agree. Okay, next up comes my <laughs> second pick, uh, and that is going to be from Donkey Kong Country Returns. Fear Factory Returns. I actually had thought to just do the. I put my notes like. We never did Fear Factory in a Halloween special. I mean, it's got fear right in the title for crying out loud. <laughs> it writes itself. How do we not do that? And then I thought, you know what? We definitely haven't done. We've listened to Donkey Kong Country. We haven't listened to Donkey Kong Country Returns, uh, which most of the soundtrack in Donkey Kong Country Returns is uh, remakes of the original game soundtrack uh, done by Kenji Yamamoto. So this rendition of Fear Factory was so good. Um, Donkey Kong Country Returns was so good. Uh, and well, I'm just uh, I'm just excited to listen to it. This uh, again, sorry, it wasn't just Kenji Yamamoto. This also Masaru Tajima and Minako Hamano were also credited on this. The original Fear Factory was I can't remember if this was a um, yes. The original Fear Factory was in fact David Wise. So slipping David Wise into any special I can. Uh, so here comes <laughs> Fear Factory returns from Duck Country returns. Enjoy.
Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> I love that song. I love that rendition of it. I love all the changes that they made to it. I love hearing David Wise by way of Kenji Yamamoto is so freaking cool. Because, <laughs> like, you know, this this is the this is the guy who's been doing Metroid music for such a long time. So um, when you have Retro Studios doing a take on Donkey Kong Country, it just, man, this game was so much fun. I really wish they would port this to some sort of modern console so I don't have to play it with motion controls. Uh, but these this game's whole soundtrack, these wonderful renditions of that amazing Donkey Kong Country music, and this one just such atmosphere. It's such a, such a great tune. Um, I'm not too familiar with the original, uh, so this is kind of like a brand new listen for me. I thought it was a, a gorgeous piece of music, just uh, from start to finish, very well put together, compositions on point, uh, instrumentation's fantastic. I mean... You're not overly familiar with the Fear Factory stage from Donkey Kong Country? I don't remember it. Huh. Okay. I, I Look, I, the truth of the matter is I have such a terrible memory. <laughs> I, I just, and I'm not even talking like video games and music. I mean, like, just in life. I couldn't tell you what I had for dinner last night. And that's an absolute truth. Like, if I think about it... I made a calzone. Uh, oh, that sound, that's much better than what I had. I had a sandwich. Like a little, you know... I had a, a poor man's Italian combo. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. You see what I'm saying? Like, it took me so long to put that together. And the sandwich took long, too. But um, anyway, <laughs> just because I'm inept. Uh, regardless, I don't... I, I can't conjure... I, I feel like it's somewhere in the recesses of my brain, the original. And mm-hmm. I feel like I have a vision in my head of what that stage was. But I'm not 100% sure and without looking into it. And that'll just take all day. So, anyway, I digress beautiful beautiful piece of music i will say however the fact that it's called fear factory consistently makes me think of the band fear factory which is absolutely nothing like this <laughs> blistering double bass some of the fastest guitars i've ever heard and uh very terminator 2 inspired thematics to their records so that being said uh, you know another great piece of music yeah, I um I I was the original version of Fear Factory was um one of my favorite songs in the original Donkey Kong Country just because I remember getting to I remember seeing the original VHS tape that showed off <coughs> Donkey Kong Country and like they showed a bit of the factory stage and I saw the, the burning oil drums from the original Donkey Kong and just this really awesome spooky digital music coming out of Donkey Kong Country seemed like it was it was such a weird fit but it worked so well and I remember getting to that level in the actual game when I got it and you, you just pause it and listen to the music and just thinking this tune was so cool so mm-hmm. when they you know did Donkey Kong Country Returns and all the music was remakes of the um, Super NES music I was really excited to get to this one but also kind of nervous that they'd kind of you know, screw it up and they absolutely didn't just knocked out of the park love this one I have nothing bad to say about it. Okay, we've got two left. Uh, next up is our final listener request. This comes to us by way of Chronodin. Uh, this is Golbez Clad in the Dark from Final Fantasy IV by Nobuo Uematsu. And this is... Uh, I've never really gotten into Final Fantasy IV. It's uh, one of my friend's favorite mm. Final Fantasy games. And for some reason, I've just never been able... This never, clicked, never clicked with me. Um, love six, uh, but four just completely missed the mark for me. I should really go back and try it again one of these days. Yeah, you know, add it to that pile we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Um, but I do know the game uh, supposedly has some great music. So are you familiar with this one? Um, no, there's just way too many Final Fantasies. I think the uh, last of the like Super NES, Nintendo console uh, Final Fantasy I played was three. And that was like one of the big, big ones. Um, four, no, six, well, four no. Was, four was two. Right. Oh, Final Fantasy 2? No, yeah, this I was the first Super Nintendo Final Fantasy. This was the one in America that we got as 2. was actually 4 in Japan. So our Final Fantasy 3 was actually Final Fantasy 6. So you can't see it right now, but my eyes have crossed. <laughs> because I c- cannot follow that. Um, yeah, so Final e- Fantasy was Final Fantasy. Yep. And Final Fantasy 2 happened, which yes. was going to be released on NES, uh, but never never came out on NES, but it was released in Japan. Final Fantasy 3 also came out on, on Famicom in Japan, never made it to the United States. Final Fantasy 4 was the first 16-bit one, and they were like, alright, let's port it to, let's, let's get this one out in America. And they are like, yeah, but we skipped 2 and 3, so ah, heck with it, let's call it Final Fantasy 2. That's not uh, going to confuse anybody, right? Because it just means you won't worry from 1 to 2. Okay, little fine. did they know. Little did they know. And then they did the same thing on Super NES, like, well, what about Final Fantasy uh, 5? Nah, Final Fantasy Six? Yeah, sure, bring that one over. But let's call it three so people don't get confused. <laughs> and then Final Fantasy Seven happened. They're like, screw it, it's Final Fantasy Seven. We'll, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> There's nothing more cringy than someone saying, we'll fix it in post, just as a production <laughs> guy. But I, I appreciate the humor. Uh, okay, sure. Um, I got nothing. Let's just play the track. <laughs> All right, here is... Golbez clad in the dark from Final Fantasy 4 slash 2. Enjoy. spooky that, that that fits the bill it ticks all those uh horror tropes you know the uh harpsichord mm-hmm. the, the stabs the big pipe organ you know yeah 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 pipe yeah. organ not a harpsichord eh, it's crossed between, I don't know. anyway uh it's it's gorgeous music i mean final fantasy's never been one to shy away from really good music uh yeah, whatever no, not, installation it is um yeah great great instrumentation uh, top-notch um orchestration uh yeah gorgeous 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 can't say i have a whole lot to say about it it was you know short tracks only a minute long but it definitely uh it, it definitely instills that sense of dread <laughs> oh ish something's about to happen <laughs> and speaking of dread uh this was ah! this was matt's other pick um, yeah and I really uh, was super happy that he picked it because I thought, I thought to myself, yeah, I should pick something from Metroid Dread, and I really want to pick 
the one that the the, the, the track that you went with, the Emmy Room. Mm-hmm. But then I listened yep. to it. I was like, I mean, it's only scary if you've played the game because when you listen to it on its own, yeah. it's not that scary. But then you selected it. I was like, all right, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so twist my arm. Yeah, right. don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, so basically, what you said is essentially what I thought. Like, uh, it it's been a long time since I played a game where um, I actually feel a genuine sense of dread and urgency um and like i had to kind of take a step back and laugh that the game is called metroid dread and i was like metroid dread like all right sure it's it's just a moniker whatever nah i i fought like two or three of these emmys m uh, e m m i uh and i was like nope no 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 every time i go into a new area and i hear and what i had originally chosen was the first piece of music we're going to hear. Uh, Chris has, uh, you know, taken it a step further and he's indulged everyone. If you haven't played it and you players will know, all three pieces of music, all three phases of the Emmy. So I wanted to go with the first uh, piece you're going to hear. And that's because to me, right now, as a gamer, I haven't finished um, Dread. I'm now, I got to the final boss. I, I died once and I was like, okay, got it. I know where he is. No big deal. Let me go back and get all the fuel tanks and energies and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So um, this piece of music, though, as I was traversing the game, every time I heard it after like the second Emmy fight, I was like, nope, uh-uh, nope, nope, nope. I'm, I can't, I can't do it. Uh, and and I would literally run. I would run like a child who would run past a hallway that was dark, or the basement door was open, and they'd run by it because they were afraid of what isn't there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would bolt through these portions of the game, and I like, and I would stop and think about it. I'm like, dude, you're you're like a 41 year old gamer. Is this really doing that to you? And then I was like, yes, it is. Yeah. And then and then I was like, that's awesome. And it and it has to do in part with the music, so yeah, that is absolutely why I chose. It's like if I'm guaranteeing you, when we play this, I'm gonna sit here and for a nanosecond, I'm gonna get a pang of uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> like staring at my computer screen which has no Metroid Dread on it, I will go ah. Yeah, I would um, si- kind of similarly. All three of these pieces instilled a real sense of fear in me. Uh, which is why I really want—I—I I, I wanted to pick all three of them because the first one is like, so you know what an Emmy room is because they have different doors. So uh-huh. every time I'd get to one after, like probably around the second one, every time I'd get to one after that, I'd stop in front of the door and be like, "Here we go." <sighs> okay. <laughs> yep. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yep. And then I'd go in there and be like, "All right, where is it? Where is it?" You look at yep. that map in the corner and be like, "All right, mm-hmm. where is the thing?" And then, mm. but then there was the whole. Okay, it hears me. Now I've got to hide, right? That's the, you know that that's where the second thing is. First, I was similar to you. I'd be like, I just got to get through this as quick as I can. I just got to get to yep. the other side. Yep. Whatever happens. But then there's the second part where it hears you, and you're like, okay, I got to run. I got to run. I got to move. Mm-hmm. I got to get away from it. I got to find somewhere where I can turn invisible and it won't see me. And hopefully, I have enough you know um, energy to to hold out being invisible long enough for it to walk past me and not hear me again. So that was the second set, set set of being terrified. But then there's the, oh, crap, it's chasing me. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's just like, no, 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 no. These things are terrifying. They're so well done. The way they animate, they're all creepy and stuff. But oh. they're all, oh, my 
Their animations, the way they turn on a dime and fold over themselves oh and they God. crawl <laughs> and harkening uh, back to uh, Gears of War very quickly. Um, I think it's in like part two or one of our judgment. Damien Baird, uh, they, they have these like creepy crawly monsters, you know, and you kill them and there's like a, a, a voice of dialogue and someone's like, oh, I'll never get used to those. And he goes, Damien Baird goes, uh, it's the scuttling. You never get used to the scuttling. Hmm. And like, that's why I think people get freaked out when like roaches crawl near them and all kinds of insects because they just are so unnatural and their legs are bent the way like an insect. It's just so, oh, so well done that I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it going, no, I don't even want to talk about it. (laughs) Uh, All right. So here is um, what I I just called Emmy terror because it's just the three of them uh, put together. Uh, This is by Kenji Yamamoto, Soshi Soshi Abe, and Sayako Doi, uh, the three names credited to this game's soundtrack. And uh, it's a killer. It's a little long, but, you know, enjoy. Happy Halloween. Here you go.
So, of course, I had to add the, uh, the game over music at the end, because if you've played this game, and if you're anything like me, you died a lot. Ugh, have I ever. I cannot. I've never died this much in a Metroid game. I don't even think I died this many times in the original NES game. Yeah. I mean, the number of deaths, and, and it was so many, were from these Emmy rooms. The Emmy rooms mm-hmm. and the bosses. Yeah, I died. I died a lot on that last boss that you're fighting. Mm-hmm. Died many times, but now I can now I can beat him like without breaking a sweat, like because I just, I learned the pattern from from doing it over and over again. I cannot yep. wait to replay this game uh, because that was just the, the such a fun part of it. Is it, it's the kind of thing that I would think would just get incredibly frustrating. And sometimes when I play games like even something like Cuphead, it does get very frustrating. For for some reason in this game, it was so much fun being like, "All right, let's try again. All right, I, all right, I get it. I see what you're trying to do. Let's figure out how to get around that one." It just mm, so much, such good game design here. Yeah, it, it's just a masterpiece. But these Emmy rooms, man, <laughs> that <laughs> there is so many times where that last song that. The, 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 it's seen you and it's coming after you and you're like oh no 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 I just mean there's, there's <laughs> that final one that Adam tells you you know it could see through walls and I was like oh come on <laughs> like I said it out loud I was like you've got to be kidding me what next they can phase through walls what comes after that I'm an Emmy and I don't even know you know <laughs> like there's such like I said, the the name Dread is such a perfect moniker now that I get it. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't intended, like, it should be. Um, it was. It definitely was. Okay, good. Because someone, a uh, good friend of mine I was playing something else with, and uh, we were chatting uh, multiplayer, and uh, I told him about it, and he said, someone said that Metroid Dread is very akin to uh, Resident Evil Nemesis. And I said, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Because the nemesis just appears out of nowhere, and you're like, no, nope, nope, no, 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 gotta go. No, 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 uh, 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 gotta get out of here. Very Jeff Goldblum-y. Uh, uh, Must go like faster. Must way. go faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must go. <laughs> um, yeah, those, everything about that, every every aspect of that in this game is perfect. Yeah, it's pitch, pitch perfect, and I love... I yep. love. I mean, I love Metroid in general. Yep. This game was everything I could have hoped it would be. Yep. I'm just beyond thrilled with it, top to bottom. Uh, I can't wait to see what they do with it next because I believe the game was a pretty decent success for them. So I, uh, I can't imagine it wasn't. I mean, and and I was having another conversation with a different friend, and uh, you know, first of all, he told me he's never played a Metroid, to which I was like, "How are you, friends? <laughs> um, get out." Uh, then I said, "You know, this dread is very much." back to the old 2D side-scrolling Metroidvanias, you know, it's the freaking namesake. I said, it's fantastic. And that is not to say anything disparaging about Prime, because I loved Prime too. They were two slightly different beasts in the way you played them, but they yeah. played the same way. They was still, it was a three-dimensional Metroidvania. It's um, like the difference between 2D Mario and 3D Mario. They're both Mario games, right. but they're kind of intrinsically different. Correct. Um, so, there's a part of me that would love another Prime... Like if they if they did two separate storylines, perhaps well, you're like gonna this. get one. Ah, <laughs> uh, what? You didn't know that? No, I don't. Listen, I can't follow these things because a, I just don't have the time, and and b, like if if you if 
if I found out there was a Prime game, I would now incessantly, okay, when's it coming out? I need it, like, where, where is it? Let's go. Like, it's only been a day. Like, come on, hurry up. Let's go. Put um, it in my console. Let's go. I'm so happy to be the one to break this to you. Uh, and I'm so <laughs> happy you're finding out about it now. It was announced years ago. Metroid Prime 4 was uh-huh. announced years ago. It was like one of the earliest games actually announced for the Switch. Okay. But Nintendo wasn't happy with the way the game was coming out. So they okay. put out a video and they're like, look, Prime 4 is happening. But the studio we were working with, we weren't happy with the way it was going. Mm-hmm. We have another studio that um, we did like what they approached us with. So we are restarting development from scratch with them. I can this, respect that. Oh, I can absolutely respect The fact that they just came out and said that, like, yeah. we're starting over. The studio is Retro Studios. Huzzah. Uh, and they're, they just started from scratch. That was years ago. When they announced Metroid Dread at E3, they were like, okay, so Prime 4 is going great, but we don't have anything to show. However, check this out. <laughs> yeah, by the way. <laughs> and see, I'm, I'm very good with that. However, <laughs> if I had known... Prime, I feel like I knew Prime 4 was happening and I, I made myself forget because you see all these years have passed and I'd be like, where's Prime 4? I want Prime 4. Yeah, Dread's amazing. It's the greatest game ever made right now, but where's Prime 4? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I hate doing that to myself. I know, you know, you don't get to be 41 years old and not know how you operate. So, yeah. yeah. But that's great. That's fantastic news. And now I will not think of anything other than where's prime four so thanks chris i appreciate you no problem you f- finish up dread and now you can obsess over the next metroid game <laughs> i'm already obsessed i'm sitting here thinking about it now like okay what's it gonna be like where does it pick up is it right that's the, such a huge question uh, like w- is it still gonna follow like exactly in the timeline as mm-hmm, prime mm-hmm. one two and three is it still gonna be a first person thing or is it gonna go something more akin to like the camera angle and other m like where do they go with the prime Ooh, series I'm other m so mm-hmm. curious fascinating a very quick side note at the risk of making this episode any longer but as a filmmaker as a self-proclaimed filmmaker i would love nothing more than to be able to take the metroid series and put it on like the big screen or even the 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 television screen but every time i play one i'm just like oh this is i don't know would i even be happy with it sorry that's just just my how my brain works so anyway yes all right metroid that's it yes Uh, we did it we did do it. We did. We did Halloween. We did the thing. Hooray. The thing has been done. Uh, it was a little bit of a beefy episode, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It's Halloween. And who doesn't have, like a good stack of spooky music? Have some beef for Halloween. Like, we do this for you. <laughs> we do the beef for you. I agree. <laughs> uh, so let's see. What is next? I actually forgot to look ahead. I have uh, no What do I we don't have need- scheduled next here? Sometimes I don't even remember I'm on this show. <laughs> I know we definitely have more. Um... Oh, my goodness. Oh, OK. Um, uh-huh. We were still uh, we, for the rest of the year. We had planned out for uh, mm-hmm. anniversary stuff. We have uh, three more anniversary themed ep- episodes to go. Right. The next one, which will be our first episode in November, is a celebration of the 20th anniversary of Halo. Ooh. I have, uh, I don't have very much experience with Halo. Uh, I've been meaning to, but I will say that the the music of Halo has always impressed me. Yes. Um, the little bits that I've heard, uh, you know, stuff in trailers and whatnot, are, are 
are very exciting to me. So I'm really looking forward to this one because while I, I, I mean, I have an Xbox One now. I'm, I have definitely put some consideration into tracking down. Like the, the Master Chief Collection is on my Christmas list, basically. Uh, that That is a thing that's on my Christmas list. I would like to try it. Um, I tried playing it on the original Xbox, and it didn't click with me. Mm-hmm. But I've gotten a lot better at first-person shooters on console since I did that. Because I was <laughs> I, I was never good at first-person shooters before, but now I've I've played through doom and Mm -hmm. i feel like i have a little bit more under my belt to be able to (laughs) to, to do that so yeah i would like to try i'd like to give it a try so 20th anniversary of halo should be fun it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be an dare i say epic one oh oh, 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 oh. that was gears of war though it was (laughs) it's gonna be very bungee <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't work at all. Anyway, join us next time as we listen to uh, the music of Halo for its celebrates twentieth anniversary. We here at the Waveback Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can. We have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geek Aid Discord channel in which we have a Waveback chat where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff relating to video game music or Indiana Jones movies, uh, whatever. Uh, was that in that <laughs> chat? No, we were talking Parks and Rec in the, the Waveback chat. Oh, whatever. Um, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, uh, for everyone in the Discord channel, you you want you you got a bone to pick with something? Do it, and we'll talk about it, man. Dive we're, we're in. All, any here. any of any one of us. Uh, we also have a Waveback forum page on Facebook, which you can find by searching Waveback on Facebook. Of course, you can yeah, you can still send us a message at <laughs> ma- <laughs> I can talk. You can still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, check out all our other social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Um, I don't really have anything special to promote this week. Do you, Matt? Uh, no, sir. Yeah, it's uh, just been busy. It's that time of year. I will get back yeah. to the other plays. I promise. It's just uh, got to find the time. Okay, we are going to leave you tonight with a rousing rendition of the Ghostbusters theme <laughs> from uh. Ghostbusters 2 for NES. Uh, it's extraordinarily short. It's not even the whole song, but I like it. And I thought that would be a really good uh, good way of relieving the tension that's probably still sitting in everyone's heads from listening to six <laughs> minutes of Emmy robot music. Uh, so sorry, there you go. I'm not sorry. There you go. Enjoy it. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a happy Halloween, and we'll see you next time.